What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Thank you for joining us here on the Buck Blue Show, Atlanta Sports Station, The Fan, 680 and 937. Man, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch. Hey, everybody, get that fan mobile app. Listen anywhere, anytime, or listen on the smart speaker. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by the Haug Law Group. Nerney and DT in the house. Even Road Dog showed up for a minute. And now he was off uh, for another road show with Nick and Chris, I believe it is. Uh, road Dog, getting the work done behind the scenes, brother. Everybody good today? Thursday seems like Friday, doesn't it? And one day closer to the Atlanta Braves opening the season. And the Masters getting underway over in Augusta. Is Tiger going to play? That'd be awesome. We'll get to the bottom of it. Right now, though, we need to get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, the initial wave of free agency has passed in the NFL with the Falcons. Pass being, well, incomplete. Our team has salary cap issues. We've been bargain shopping. And we've got the thinnest, weakest roster in the league heading into the draft. Allow me to count the positions on both sides of the ball that need to be addressed in wave two of free agency and in the upcoming draft. All right, let me point them out. Offense. Uh, Need help on the offensive line. Need help at running back, receiver, and quarterback, plus tight end. Over on defense. Need help on the defensive line, both inside and off the edge. Need linebacker help. Need help at cornerback. Tell you what, that Falcons fans, that that is one long, long list of needs heading into the draft. Now, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith, they they must have been desperate to take the general manager and head coaching job here in Atlanta. It's either that or they really love an epic, huge challenge. Allow me to steal a Jim Harbaugh line. Who's got it better than us? The answer, here in Atlanta, with the Falcons, the answer is everyone. 31 other teams have it better than us. Yeah, the hope here is the rebuild just doesn't last forever. Who's got it better than us? Yeah, everybody. 
Ryan, am I wrong on that one? Is that a stretch? I mean, come on here. I mean, it, uh, the rebuild, I, you know, I've, I've accepted it's a rebuild, it's a tear down, got to rebuild it. And we'll talk about later about how they should go about doing that. We hate the word rebuild. Well, we hate it too. Fan base hates it very much. Nobody wants to go through a rebuild. But here we are. And I just hope it doesn't last very long. You can, uh, fan base can become very disinterested if that thing lingers on. And there's your big take today. Don't get me upset on this Thursday morning. <laughs> I'm not upset. <laughs> not upset. Uh, just pointing out the obvious, I believe. I am fired up, though, about the Atlanta Braves, man. We got opening day Thursday today. Up, up, n- next Thursday, right? Yes, sir. Let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Yeah, let's chop it up, man. Who's got the best batting order? Is it the Braves or the Dodgers? I mean, have you taken a look at both these lineups, what we're expecting to see? Fan graphs. Do you follow them? Online fan graphs. They have made their prediction, and they're saying in the National League, the two top teams are the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. And one of the reasons why is because of the batting order, man. I mean, it is deep in both of these organizations. So let's take a look. Let's take a look. We got uh, the Dodgers are going to... They're going to go with something like this. They're going to have Mookie Betts leading off. Trey Turner hitting second. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman hitting in that three spot. Will Smith, that catcher, he's not a slap hitter, that Will Smith. He actually hits it with a little power. Now you got Muncie uh, hitting fifth, probably Justin Turner hitting sixth. Taylor hitting seventh. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Man, when he won that most valuable player a couple of years ago, We'd all be stunned if he was hitting eighth in the Dodgers lineup, but there he is. And then probably A.J. Pollock. No Ken to David. Wrapping it up as a D.H. down there at the bottom of the Dodgers lineup. And I tell you, if you got Pollock hitting ninth, you've got some kind of uh, lineup, man. It is looking good. So that's what the Dodgers will be going with, something like that. Did you catch the Will Smith, not a slap hitter? All right, let's take a look at the Braves lineup. And it's probably going to go something like this when Acuna's back in there, and I assume it's going to happen pretty quickly. Got Acuna leading off. You got Albies hitting second, Olsen third, Ozuna cleanup, Riley fifth, Rosario sixth, Duvall seventh, Darno eighth, and Swanson ninth. That is a deep and talented batting order. You know, for me, I I would probably have Swanson hitting second, and I'd move Albies down. I, I see Ozzie now. He, I look at him as more of a run producer. And they experimented with him up top a year ago. That didn't go so well. He's probably more comfortable down there somewhere in the middle of the lineup driving in runs. But these two teams are in a collision course to knock heads again in the postseason this coming year. And one of the reasons why is because they're going to score a lot of runs. Last season, run score, Dodgers number one in the National League. Braves number three. 
home runs last season. We're living in a day and time where home runs are big. So let's take a look at the home runs last season. Dodgers number three, Braves number two in the National League. Dodgers and Braves are going to score some runs. They'll be fun to watch, fun to cheer for. Those two fan bases. I know the Dodgers fan base really excited about having Freddie Freeman in that lineup. And the Braves fans, I believe, have gotten over losing Freeman because Anthopolis did such a wonderful job of pulling the trigger on that Matt Olson deal. Who has a very similar skill set to Freddie Freeman. So really excited about seeing him. I keep talking to you know, some of the sources down at Braves Spring Training, and all I keep hearing is about the batting practice bombs that Matt Olson is hitting down there on a daily basis. Something really impressive about that. Fans, just to watch BP and see these guys just hitting bombs. Matt Olson expecting a big, big season out of him. Rotation looks set and deep. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. And I feel a little better to, to you about hearing the Freddie Freeman and Alex Anthopoulos relationship. Apparently, they've made up. Freeman originally was a little irritated, a little annoyed at AA because during the negotiations for the contract, when Freddie became a free agent, the communication was just not there, Freddie was saying. Very little communication going on. And that hurt his feelings. Well, apparently they talked it out over last weekend. Uh, had a long conversation where they talked it out. And Freddie apologized for the comments he was making during his press conference when he signed with the Dodgers. But I guess, you know, I feel a little better about things. Hey, Freddie invited... Double A when Braves go out to the West Coast and go to L.A. Freddie reportedly inviting Anthopolis to come on out. Get this so we can give him a big hug for all the great things that they did together. And that's a good thing. Talk about this row a little later in the show. But there you go. That's us chopping it up. Time for the Buck Blue Show headlines. See the Hawks last night. My goodness. Totally knocked out the Thunder who are terrible. Right now, the uh, Hawks have won eight of their last 11 games, and Trey with a game-high 41. I've gotten used to that. Uh, I'm not really in awe of Trey throwing up 40-plus in a game. I've gotten used to that. Tell you what, the best thing I saw last night was DeAndre Hunter back in the starting lineup and doing his thing. 19 points, 7 for 13 from the floor in 30 minutes. And I believe heading into the playoffs, DeAndre Hunter, to me, looks like the key player for the Atlanta Hawks heading into the playoffs, he could be a difference maker. If he could just stay in the lineup, the Hawks could make a run in the playoffs. If Hunter was getting full playing time and being a difference maker, like when we see him in there occasionally, he's a difference maker. Hoping to see more of that come playoff time. Hawks now 39-37. They play the Cavs tonight, hosting Brooklyn on Saturday. Six games left in the regular season. And the headlines are brought to you by Grease Monkey Auto, oil changes, and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com.
and get those store locations and special offers. Yeah, that game was over after the first quarter last night. All right, coming up next on the show, we got Mr. College Football is going to hang. And then I'm excited about our Deep South College Football Top 5. Coming up next, Buck Blue Show here on Atlanta Sports Station, the fan, 680 and 93.7. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Buck Baloo Show off and running on this Thursday. Hopefully your day's going well. You're listening to The Fan Atlanta Sports Station. And if you're listening on that mobile app, it's driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming, Beaver Direct. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car, visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com. And uh, get hooked up there. Talking some Braves in the first segment of the show, so I need to give you the heads up today. You can win big at racetrack with the Atlanta Braves and 680 The Fan, giving away uh, an opportunity to win Braves VIP experiences like suite tickets, silver seat tickets, coolers, Braves kits, Coors Light aluminum cups, T-shirts, koozies, and, and so much more. Join the fan promo team and register for your chance to win. Today, as a matter of fact, at Racetrack 2645 Old Milton Parkway in Alpharetta. Tomorrow, the uh, boys are going to be up in Canton. On Cumming Highway, and then Saturday, Peachtree Parkway in Cumming. See the full details at 680thefan.com slash racetrack. And we are moments away from bringing on Mr. College Football. What do you say we bring him on right now? And joining us is our truest on-up college football insider. He joins us on our Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line, Tony Barnhart. Tony, welcome to the show, buddy. Buck, it is always good to be with you, my friend. I'm telling you, man, we're excited. You got your sixth Tony Barnhart Honduras Outreach Golf Tournament coming up at St. Ives on the 11th, and we're all looking forward to being a part of it. Are we ready to go, Tony? Everything done? We are ready to go. We've got room for a couple of more foursomes. If anybody wants to uh, jump in and uh, be with us for a great day of, of uh, golf and a great day of college football. Buck, you've been there. We have a great turnout, uh, particularly of Georgia Letterman, uh, for an event like this. So, yeah, we were, uh, we'd love for everybody to join us, and uh, we're, we're excited. We're ready to go. All right, those people, that, they can still sign up at hoi.org slash golf 2022. Tony Barnhart, and this is a, uh, this is a, a charity that you're really passionate about, Tony. Get, tell us a little bit about it. 
Well, about back in 2015, we had a, we got a call that uh, Honduras Outreach Incorporated has been in existence for a long time. They support a couple of schools in the in the poorest region of Honduras, and what they were doing is they had gathered together the money with the help of PR uh, genius Bob Hope to build a soccer field and name it after Coach Vince Dewitt. And they called us and asked us, would we come? Would we be a part of it? And my wife and Maria and I did go and saw it firsthand. And, and it's a life-changing experience. And when we got back from Honduras, they've had a charity golf tournament. They asked to, to put my name on it uh, to help with in various ways. And we, uh, Maria and I have been working at it ever since. And we're excited. This will be, yeah, this will be the sixth annual, annual Tony Barnhart HOI golf tournament uh, with, with a great crowd of folks coming. Tony, what what are some of the things being done with the money being raised down there? What what do these great, uh, what, these people need the most? Great question, Buck. Uh, several things are involved. Uh, just outside of Tegucigalpa is the capital of Honduras, about five hours out into the into the country. Uh, there's a place called the Agalta Valley, and at the Agalta Valley, H, one of the things that HOI does is support an elementary school and a middle school. There are a few educational opportunities. There's also a farm just down the road from there where they grow their uh, own food, medical care, education, and, and things of that nature. So it, 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 the need is great, and with uh, the COVID pandemic all across the country, the need is greater than ever. The money that's raised for this tournament uh, on the 11th but will go directly to health care relief and COVID relief uh, in that part of Honduras. Uh, we hope to raise somewhere between fifty dollars and $75,000. It'll go directly to that. Tony, you must be humbled with the support you're getting uh, in this v- venture. Uh, you know, some people really care about you, Tony, want to be a part of it. Guys like Dave Archer, Eric Zier, Danny Warfel, Stenchcomb, uh, just guys like that, Wes Durham, uh, totally uh, supporting this every single year. It has been incredibly gratifying. That's right, Buck, is you over the course of doing this, being in the media for a long time, I've met a lot of people who, like you, who I covered and then later became friends. And uh, when we when we reached out six years ago, asking to be a part of it, we were absolutely blown away uh, by the turnout. And we are so uh, we are so excited, and we have a lot of fun, Bo. You know, remember, Buck, remember last year. Uh, it rained and we never got on the golf course, but we sat around and talked and had fun and had us a little uh, uh, college football roundtable with Danny Werfel and Coach Dooley and Mark Slaybaugh and a bunch of people, and we had a blast. So it, it, it's, a, it's a whole lot of fun, and we hope folks will come out and join us. Speaking of college football, I saw where you got Alabama and Georgia meeting in the SEC title game again. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would it be? Well, and, and with no one else, but and, and listen, the great thing is that the season when we play the games could prove us wrong. But the, the fact is, if you look at Georgia's roster, even despite the losses, you look at Alabama's roster. Alabama was a relatively young team last year and, and, and got to the national championship game. I just think the rosters of those two schools are different. You know, Florida's got to rebuild. Tennessee is still rebuilding. Uh, Texas A&M is getting there, but they're not there yet. Uh, Auburn, you know about their issues. And so uh, by process of elimination, it's hard to see any teams other than Alabama winning the West and Georgia winning the East. Who would be a surprise team? You know, I think a surprise team would be LSU. Uh, A lot of people, 
I'm telling you, Brian Kelly is going to have a lot of success there, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Because you know this, Buck, LSU's problems have never been about players. They've always got players and a lot of players, and I think he's going to do well. So to me, that would be a little bit of a, of a surprise dark horse pick. Uh, does Texas A&M with their uh, quarterback, Haynes King, coming back? Zach, Zach Calzada left. Uh, to go to Auburn, I believe. And, uh, you know, could Texas A&M be that? Yeah, but, hey, they were 4-4 four and four in the league last year. But they beat Alabama, but they were 4-4 four and four in the SEC. So I think they've got a couple more steps to make. A lot of turnover going on. Auburn almost had one of those turnovers. Tony, what did you make of, of all that with Brian Harson several weeks ago and how all that went down? Bizarre, even by Auburn standards, where <laughs> bizarre happens a lot at Auburn. Uh, and, and it just, it was a very, very uncomfortable look for Auburn. And I know they, they hopefully get it put in the past, but it was not, it was not good. It was not good for Auburn at all. And I'm anxious to see if, if the improvement is going to be made or are we back in the exact same situation at the end of the 2022 season? It'll, it'll be, it'll be a storyline that people are going to follow closely all year long. You mentioned Brian Kelly at LSU. I was stunned how quickly he picked up that Cajun accent, but I think you're right. The uh, discipline that he will bring will be something they have not had previously in recent memory. It's same deal at Florida, right? Napier uh, will take over from Mullen, and I expecting I'm expecting him to tighten it up down there. A hundred percent correct. Hundred percent correct. And listen, LSU. Thing about Brian Kelly, but when you go back, he's won every place and every level he's ever coached. He's won more games than any other coach in Notre Dame history. Uh, he turned that program around uh, and, and made it very consistent and got a couple of playoff first. Uh, same thing at Florida. I mean, the, Billy Napier checks all the boxes that Florida was looking for. Uh, a little bit more on the discipline side, a little bit more on the off- offensive side, and I'm anxious to see how his offense translates into what um, Florida wants to do. It, it's going to be – I think from a roster standpoint, Buck, they don't have what they need yet talking about Florida, but I think they'll get there because Billy Napier is a relentless recruiter. Tell you, did a great job in year number one, Coach Beamer in Columbia at South Carolina. Now he's got this Rattler kid coming in. I think that's going to be a good mix for them. Rattler, I I just, uh, I was not impressed with the way he handled himself out at Oklahoma. You think he learned something? He better uh, because it's going to be a completely different deal when you get in the SEC. There's no question that Spencer Rattler's talented, but we, we've seen him play. The question is, how does he handle adversity? And, but you know what? He, he, it's a great get for South Carolina from a skill set standpoint. It's a great get for them. So I'm kind of anxious to what, see how it turns out. I never would have bet that South Carolina could win that many games last year. I thought Shane Beamer did a great job of installing his culture at South Carolina and getting guys to buy in. Let's see what it looks like on year two. Yeah, Beamer, a really impressive guy. Totally impressed with him. And uh, he's off to a good start there in Columbia. Tony, looking forward to the big golf tournament coming up April 11th. Let's keep that rain away. I'm looking to tee it up and play some golf this time around. Well, I put Matt Stinchcomb in charge of the weather, so <laughs> we, ought to, we ought to be able to do that. But we look forward to seeing you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tony, thanks so so much for having me, man. All right, take care. All right, we'll see you soon. Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. And in honor of Tony appearing on the show today, I thought 
thought it was only, uh, well, it'd be good to go with a Deep South college football top five on the show. The best in college football and the NFL. Top five. All right, DT. Top five. Deep South. Top five today. Keeping it in the deep south. Yes, the deep. We'll start off pretty deep. What's up over there at Clemson, Buck? Give us a give us a spring training report. Spring well, practice I tell you, report. they're farther along than most of these other teams. They're about to wrap things up at Clemson. They got the, I believe they call it the orange and white game. Coming up maybe next week. But what's up? I'm going to give you a good and a bad. All right, the good. Dabo has been impressed with DJ Uwe Ungalole. Dabo said, and I quote, he's had an excellent spring. And look, Dabo don't lie. He's not making this stuff up. DJU has stepped it up during the spring, so that's huge for Clemson. Uh, the bad is that, you know, the guy that I was really looking forward to seeing featured up there was the running back Will Shipley. Yeah. Five-star running back, a freshman a year ago, got some playing time. And I was looking for him to maybe break out. He will not play in the spring game next week. Although he has been practicing the last uh, last week. He was out on the practice field. Had a foot problem. That's bad for a running back. It's the dead gun mistake. They're trying to heal him up in time for the season. That's what's going on at Clemson, best I can tell. Well, hopefully DJ Ukiz will continue to uh, improve if you're a Clemson Uwe Tiger fan. That's a tough one. All right, we'll go a little even deeper into the Deep South, down to Gainesville. Any news out of the swamp? Hey, do you see where Brenton Cox is focused on breaking the all-time Gator sack record set by Alex Brown at 13 back in 1999? Brenton Cox, the former Georgia Bulldog, Transferred down to Florida, had eight and a half last season. He had five in the last two games. Ooh. So he's totally focused on breaking that sack record. He considered going to the National Football League after last season. Got a mid-round grade and was motivated by that. So thus he, he's coming back, made the decision to come back and improve his draft stock. And you know the other thing he's doing? Brenton Cox, not only does he want to break the sack record, he says this year he's not taking one play off. That's tough if you're a defensive lineman. If they run to the opposite side of the field, Brenton Cox says he's running to the ball. Pursuit. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. He's a heck of a player. And the Gators are going to try to turn him loose this season. Well, maybe you can improve that draft stock. How they many, they well, need him to be good. How many plays off was he taking uh, last yeah. year? Uh, well, I think, you know, if the play went away from him, he was not often seen chasing down the ball. Ah, okay, I got you. All right, we'll move uh, a little northwest there from Gainesville. <laughs> head up to uh, Auburn. Oh, the Auburn Tigers it's, out on the plane. Yeah, I've been quiet out on the plains. Buck, what's up with the Auburn Tigers? Well, it was loud a few weeks ago. It sure was. I mean, it that, was a loud offseason. That Harson, that, that whole controversy gave us content we were using every <laughs> single day. Uh, i tell you what Auburn's doing, and they've been really quiet with this, but I've been checking in with some of my sources, former Auburn quarterbacks, that are telling me that Harson now is the offensive coordinator. He's going to be the play caller. And what he's had the offensive staff doing, including Carnell Williams, 
is looking at NFL video, studying NFL offenses across the league to come up with a better plan for running back Tank Bigsby. How did Harson get Bigsby to stay? Well, he promised him he was going to be featured in the Auburn offense this season. So they're trying to come up with ways to get him loose. So they're totally focused on that. They're going to build the offense around Tank Bigsby. Now, the problem with doing that, what if Bigsby gets dinged up? Then what do you do? They're really thin at running back. So if you're an Auburn man, you might be a little concerned about that plan. Look, they got four of the five offensive linemen returning. Tank Bigsby is awesome when he's healthy, when he's got a little help. So I'm anxious to see how this works out over there. Well, hopefully it can be a, a breakout year for Bigsby if you're an Auburn fan. We'll move a little west, bud. Give us a breakout player down on the bayou. LSU. I don't have a Cajun accent. Well, you do, you do the Coach O pretty well. Yeah, Coach O. Yeah, I'm going to take this season off. <laughs> uh, are, are you just taking it off, Coach? You, you, yeah, I think yeah. I yeah, played your, that too much. That was your decision? All I right. did have one guy say, would you lay off the Coach O impersonation? <laughs> You're wearing coach. it out. Coach Kelly, though, he's he's looking for guys to step up. Hey, a kid from Atlanta, B.J. Ojolari. You know, his brother played at Georgia. Oh, yeah. And is doing really well in the National Football League. Well, younger brother is an edge rusher at LSU. Led the team in sacks with seven a year ago. And he's been impressive this spring. He looks like LSU's top defender on the defensive side of the ball. You know, if you paid attention, you knew he was playing well last season. But this season, expect him to break out. Everybody's going to know about B.J. Ojolari. Yeah, hopefully he can follow in older brother's footsteps. Head on to the league. All right, we'll move. Especially when they play Alabama. Got to bring it. Speaking of Alabama, Buck, uh, always impressive. What impresses you the most as we look to uh, Alabama coming up this season? And don't say Bryce Young. We all know we're all impressed by Bryce Young, right? Uh, Well, I'm impressed by Bryce Young. Oh, I'm sorry. You took him off the table. Yeah, we can't say. Yeah, of course. Of course. We We know we all like Bryce Young. Well, I'll tell you what's dangerous, other than Bryce Young, is that pass rush that they're going to generate with Will Anderson Jr., who is the top defensive player in college football. And it's not just him, because you might remember in the national championship game, they had another guy coming off the opposite edge, Dallas Turner, really young player that should be even better this year. So they're going to have Anderson Jr. and Turner the plan is for them to meet at the quarterback after the snap of the ball. Just about every play? Yeah, they're going to yeah. meet. One comes from one side, the other from the other, and they're going to meet at the quarterback. Ty had, had 57 sacks last season, number three in college football. And I believe just, you know, memory serves, if it serves me correct here, I think this is the best pass-rushing duo that Saban's ever had there. Ooh, that's scary for the rest of the conference. Anderson and Turner. So quarterbacks, when you play Alabama, you know what you're thinking about? Is getting that ball out quick. There you go. That's your Deep South Top 5. Yeah, the Deep South. Top 5 on 680 The Fan. Atlanta's Sports Station. Yes, sir. I love the Deep South. You guys know that about me? I've heard. Love the Deep South. I was going to ask, Buck, when, is, is LSU, is that the, the western edge of the Deep South? Is Texas, is that the Deep South? You know, I will count Texas in sure. the Deep South. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not sure about Oklahoma, though. Yeah, close enough. We might include them. We'll see. Right now, they're not in it. Texas is. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable, brother. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glogroom, Georgia Pack and Load, Triple A, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Big thank you to Coach Kirby Smart for appearing on the Buck Baloo Show yesterday. Uh, you know, Kirby and I go way back. I've known Kirby or known about Kirby since his high school days at Bainbridge High School, where his dad was the head coach. Bainbridge doesn't get any deeper south in Georgia than Bainbridge. And so we uh, we were keeping up with Coach Smart and his son Kirby even back then. And then I got to know him a little bit better when he was an assistant coach at Valdosta State, where I was a coach way back in the day. And Nerney was a football player at Valdosta State. Your path didn't cross with Kirby down there, did it, Nerns? No, I was there. It's kind of funny how it worked out because I, I, I quit uh, after a season because it was getting in the way of my drinking. Uh, but I was I was actually the one year I played was right in between national titles. So like it was between 04 and 06. I played that 05 season. But yeah, no, Kirby was not there. on. Season. Yeah, Kirby was down there 2000, I believe it was. Yeah, and I remember stopping in there to say hello to Coach Hatcher, who's now at Samford over in Alabama. And he had both Muschamp and Kirby Smart on his on his coaching staff, paying him about five thousand a year. And boy, things have changed there. Uh, you had Kirby sleeping on Muschamp's couch in a one bedroom apartment, unfurnished. I mean, those guys were barely getting by, scraping by back then. But several years into the Buck and Kincaid show, you know, I was screaming from the mountaintop for Georgia to go over to Alabama and bring Kirby Smart home. Hire Kirby Smart as the head coach. When the Mark Richt years were on a downturn, trending down. And so, yeah, Kirby and I go go way, way back. The uh, two positions, you know, I spoke with Kirby about both of these things yesterday. I asked him about the running back spot. And this is something I'm really excited to see. And, and this is not to discredit Zeus and James Cook and what they were able to get done last season. But I, I look at Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh is two really dynamic running backs. And what do I mean by that? Well, they can run inside. They can run outside. They can catch. They can pass protect. And they can do pretty much anything you need them to do at the running back position. And you got two guys that can do that. You know, a year ago with Zeus, I mean, you're talking about a guy running between the tackles, a physical runner, short yardage, goal line, that kind of thing. And then you had Cook that you wanted to get out on the perimeter in open space, trying to get the ball to him out uh, with, with open grass around him. So two different skill sets. Milton and McIntosh, to me, very similar skill sets. So that, that was a really impressive one-two punch. Then you got Dajan Edwards out of South, another tough South Georgia boy down there from Moultrie. It looks like to me he's going to be the tough short yardage goal line back, yards after contact, situational runner. Uh, he is a, a guy I'm expecting to get a little look 
and get the ball, his hands on the ball a little bit this year, too, in those situations. I did ask Kirby about this running back spot, and here's what he said. We certainly feel like we've gotten some good, solid experience out of Kendall and uh, Kenny. They've had some a lot of meaningful carries. And then Dejon's a guy that I think is having a really good spring. Every opportunity he gets, he takes advantage of it. Yeah, so we'll look forward to seeing that at G-Day coming up April the 16th. The Dogs run game last season, they, they averaged 5.3 yards per carry, which is really a, impressive. They were 14th in college football with that number. And number two in the SEC at 5 point three yards per carry you run it twice you get a first down and i'm expecting the running game to be improved this coming year so i'm excited about that a little concern though on the opposite side of the ball on the defensive line because of the turnover georgia has sent three studs to the national football league and so i'm concerned about the drop off jalen carter is a stud and expecting him to be a difference maker, you're going to see him show up when those summer uh, college football preview magazines hit hit the racks. You're going to see Jalen Carter in there as a first-team all-SEC performer. But you got to have more than one dude up front. Just ask the Falcons and Grady Jarrett. Otherwise, he's going to get double-teamed all game long. So I'm wondering about Logue and Walthor and Brinson and Stackhouse. Wondering what they're going to bring to the table. Ask Kirby about that D-line. It's a work in progress. You know, we've got some guys that they're injured right now we think can help us. We've got some guys that helped us last year that are going to take on larger roles. And we got some guys that we you know we thought were developing last year during the year. And I think that's a, a big credit to Trey Scott to keep getting better. I, I really believe that that's a position you develop, meaning you have to work it. You don't just walk in great talented. Jalen Carter was certainly that way. He's really talented coming in as a freshman, but he's gotten better. But a lot of the kids, that, like Devontae Wyatt, the amount he grew from, from arrival to the end in terms of development was just incredible even jordan davis so we got some guys there that have really got to improve and, and step up and, and i'm excited to see them work they're getting a lot of reps right now yeah that defensive line is going to be huge in fact i look at jalen carter and think he could be the most important person on this bulldog team this season which means he needs to stay healthy he needs to play a lot of snaps on that defensive line he needs to be a difference maker with a lot of question marks surrounding him. Coming into the year, Jalen Carter, one of the most important players on this Bulldog team. How much drop-off will there be? You know, there, there's no question there will be drop-off from where they were a year ago. Question is, how much drop-off will there be? They were giving up less than 10 points a game a year ago. How many will this defense be given up in 2022? I would imagine... That number's going to be going up. Good thing is this Bulldog offense, as I've uh, spoken about on the show, I'm expecting them to remain one of the top offenses in college football. We're talking about 40 points a game. That can help you win more uh, more, uh, pressure on the offense to get it done this year. And that is the Bulldog roundtable. All right, coming back, we got a lot to get done in the final segment of the show. i got some Falcons, some Braves, and we might even turn the tables and uh, mention Tiger Woods coming up on the Buck Blue Show on Atlanta Sports Station. The fans, 680 and 93.7. Tiger Woods. You got the Buck. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug. And I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. 
Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Blue Show here on Atlanta Sports Station. The fans, 680 and 937. Rain, rain, go away. Got a baseball game to go check out here later today. I think it's going to clear up a little bit, right? Yeah, the front has moved through. Thank you. Sun should be coming out here very soon. I'm not a meteorologist, but often I've uh, tried to act like one. Sounded good. <laughs> I do a podcast, though, and want to invite you to check that out. Buck's Beat is called. And you can find that at our uh, spot. The Podcast Park is brought to you by Associated Credit Union. From Braves to Dogs, from the Falcons, we've got you covered. I've got episode 56 up right now. It's a one-on-one conversation with former Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. And uh, you can find that right now, wherever it is you get your podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, or you can uh, go to thepodcastpark.com. And find that there. Got a, a few things I wanted to get in before the end of the show. Let's let's hit the Braves first. All right, we got the rotation. Looks like it's set. Opening day, we're a week away, and I just get excited saying it. Opening day, Major League Baseball, one week away. Isn't that exciting? Loving it. Braves rotation is set. We know Max Freed, as I was mentioning, sounds like Snit listened to what I was saying. Gave Freed that opening day start. Got Morton, who uh, has looked good down at spring training. He's ready to go. Ian Anderson got lit up yesterday, but who cares? Spring training, man, he's just working on stuff. Don't worry about it. Got Kyle Wright, who had that big step up in the World Series. Looks like he's secured a spot in the rotation. And hopefully Enoa has learned to control his anger when things don't go well. So he's not beating up the bench when he gets back to the dugout. Looks like Enoa has made the rotation, too. So we're talking about one, two, three, four, five. There's some talk about Snit going with a six-man rotation to start the season because they're going to play every day, trying to play a little catch-up here with the season being delayed. So who would be the sixth man in the rotation? Uh, Spencer Strider, who I broke down earlier this week, Kyle Muller or Tucker Davidson. Look, we're going to see all three of those guys during the course of the year. We'll see eight, all eight of those guys get some starts this season. A year ago, they had 11 guys get starts, and so you can count on those eight guys getting a a start this season. All right, let's talk a little Falcons football quickly. The top draft needs. We head into April looking at the NFL draft at the end of the month. So, Terry Fontenot, what you going to do, man? We're all looking. We're thin. We need help in all areas, as I uh, pointed out early in the show today. So many areas where we need help. 
and I don't want to go through them again. But I just hope, that, and I keep seeing these mock drafts, and I see the Falcons taking a wide receiver. see the Falcons taking a quarterback. I'm one of those guys. I want to see the, we're going through a rebuild here is what we're doing. And so I want to see Fontenot build from the inside out, Nerney. That's what I want to see. I think it's too early to be taking a wide receiver. Let's build. Uh, we need offensive guard play. We need center play on the O-line. Interior offensive line focus, please. Because right now we've got one of the worst interior offensive lines in, in the National Football League. And then on the D-line, worst situation in the NFL right now. I mean, all we got is Grady Jarrett. That's all we got. And we're talking about getting rid of him to pick up draft picks. So let's please, in this rebuild, let's start building from the inside out. I I would think drafting a wide receiver with the first pick and the the eighth pick of the first round, it's just a waste of time right now. I saw a mock by a local writer that had the Falcons picking Chris Olave with the number eight pick. I didn't read the rest of it. Yeah, don't get me started. Nerney, do you agree? Yeah, no, I'm with you. And and that's why, and you know, the sexiness of the pick for the layman football fan, it matters in the first round, right? But to me, it doesn't matter. If they take that Iowa center, Linderbaum or Lindenbaum, whatever his name is, you know, <laughs> if Neal somehow falls down, I'm okay with them going offensive line in that first round. Receivers, I mean, this is, this when you're looking at the positions with the most depth going into this draft, receiver is loaded. I mean, you you might as well if you're going to go receiver, why don't you stick around to the second round where you have multiple picks and try to get uh, Jamison out of uh, out of Alabama? I mean, he, he he may drop down that far. It is way too loaded. Both you got two guys from Ohio State that are probably going to be in the first, or very top of the second round. I mean, that's not a position where you need to go uh, at number eight. Inside out strengthen the team, and then focus on getting these glitz and glamour guys a little later. You have to get you, – you have to assume, the way that the roster is structured now and then the lack of money you have in free agency, you have to assume that the majority of guys you draft this year are going to get heavy minutes – this upcoming season. I mean, you're, you're drafting starters because you can't fill those holes through free agency. So any, any person, you know, that's why when it comes to like quarterback, unless they know it's their guy, say they, you know, they look at Kenny Pickett and they say, okay, this guy is, is our franchise quarterback. We are very confident in this guy. Then you take him a number eight. I, I don't need to waste any first or second round picks on, on projects on a guy. You're not sure is a good football player because you right now you're trying to fill out a roster with the guys that can play right now. Yeah, we got a quarterback. I mean, we got Mariota to band-aid it until we build the team up from the inside out, hopefully, that will give a young quarterback a chance to make it, to make it work. Right now, it just seems to be a waste of time doing something like that. Guy would be shell-shocked by the time you had a defensive-offensive line put together. You can really ruin a young quarterback in the first couple of years if you're not protecting him. Yeah, because you know why? Because you're running running for your life, man. Look at me telling you about the quarterback You're getting killed, dude. And so you're dropping back, and instead of thinking, okay, what coverage is this? Uh, Man or zone? Okay, where's my primary read? All you can do is hot. Where's my hot route? Man, I better get rid of this thing quick because here they come. And nobody's stopping them. I don't think they're listening to us, though.
I am impressed, though. They did sign Lorenzo Carter, a former Georgia player. That is one encouraging thing. Let's go ahead and get to the final word. I want to be out on time for Nick. My man, Tiger Woods. What you going to do? Tiger Woods. Are you going to play in the Masters? Rory says it would be, and I quote, phenomenal to see Tiger out there next week. Jim Nance. Hello, friend. Hello, friends. He said, and I quote, it would be amazing if Tiger played in the Masters. He's doing everything he can do to play. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. How do you heal faster? I'm not sure about that part of the deal. But I think we can expect maybe an announcement to come down tomorrow is what I'm hearing. That's a lot of the speculation. And, and traditionally, when he's announced, it's been the Friday before the tournament. So, Yeah, so let's, let's hope. I mean, would he... Is he playing to try to win the, the event for the that, sixth time? No. That's my biggest question because he's such a competitor. I would be surprised if he would come back if he didn't think he could win. But by some accounts, the game is pretty much there. It's just a question of whether he can handle the, the four days, really, you know, five, six days, if you count the practice rounds, uh, a walking yeah, I'd say, look, 74, 75 would be monumental where he's at physically. That doesn't get him into the weekend, but... No, but at least we'd see him out there Thursday and Friday. Fair enough. We'd all be walking in saying, Tiger Woods! Tiger Woods. Our 2022 Tiger Masters Woods. coverage is brought to you by, on the fan, the PGA Tour Superstore. Level Lawns, Hooters, This Stuff Matters, Duffy Realty, RBM of Atlanta. Leaderboard update is going to be brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. Level Lawns, Hooters. This stuff matters. Duffy Realty and RBM of Atlanta. And I do believe today we've got Nick and Chris, Chuck and Chernoff, and the Audio Fun Bag. Today they are at Hooters in Kennesaw. And they're going to be registering guests all day to win a pair of badges to see it live along with a VIP experience at Hooters in Augusta. But you got to be there to win. Join them today at Hooters Kennesaw. It's going to do it for the Buck Blue Show today. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. See ya. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.